Hello, 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 and welcome back to South Asian Talkies, hosted by yours truly, Aditya Rajan. This is your favorite podcast where I talk about some of my favorite Indian movies with analysis of the story, acting, direction, and other technical aspects, as well as offering some of my insights into these films' impact on the industry and beyond cinema. So, first of all, uh, I think this is the first episode of the new year, so happy new year, and... Um, you know, I hope everyone's doing okay. It's uh, obviously been a pretty uh, wild year, pretty unexpected year. Um, and it's crazy that, like, quarantine started in, in like, March, right? Like, that's just, like, two months away from, like, a year of, like, being in sort of quarantine. That's kind of kind of wild, at least here in the U.S. I don't know. It looks like things are getting better, like, for the rest of the world and whatnot. But, you know, hopefully... Um, we have a good vaccine rollout and everyone can go back to being safe and healthy and we can get back to some sort of uh, normalcy. So for this episode, I want to talk about the best Hindi films of 2020, which is a little weird um, because not a lot of films came out. There are a lot of films that I was really excited for, like um, like 83 and even uh, like Suryavanshi that just never came out. Hopefully they come out sometime this year. But for what did come out, I think we did get to see some really interesting stuff, um, both maybe in like the first half of the year before theaters closed down. Some great films to talk about. Obviously, I wouldn't say it was like... Um, I really like 2018. Yeah, I, I really like 2018 as sort of like a year for... Indian cinema. I don't know if it like reached that like those heights, but maybe that's just because like not a lot of films were able to you know go into production or or come out or whatnot. So um, yeah, I know like even I think like Amir Khan's film Lal Singh Chadda was supposed to come out on Christmas. Uh, there is that Ranbir Kapoor superhero movie Brahmastra, which is supposed to come out. So. Yeah, we missed out on some great films, but hey, who knows? Maybe 2021 will be like this amazing year for Indian cinema because we get all these like awesome films that have been in production for for sort of years now. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully it's good. But let's get into the best films of last year. So this this episode is just going to talk about. Hindi films. Um, I'm planning on another episode on South Indian films. I plan on like grouping all South Indian films together just because, um, again, I think Hindi at least has like some presence in the OTT space, whereas I think that's a little less when it comes to South Indian um, film industries. So we did see less films in those industries. So I thought I'd sort of group them together, at least like whatever I saw. So... Again, this 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 uh, episode is just going to talk about Hindi films, and let's jump into it. So I want to start with some honorable mentions. Um, first of all, uh, Shubh Mangal's Yada Savdan, um, Aishman Karana movie. I think I, I just want to call this uh, film out for being the sur- first sort of mainstream um, Hindi film that focuses on a homosexual couple. Um, I think uh, for, for a star like Aishman Karana... Um, especially I've talked about this like a hundred times before in like previous episodes, but like in the Indian film industries where 
a lot of the persona of male stars is like macho, like manliness, whatever. I don't know. I feel like Aishman Karana tries to break off from that in like all of his films. Like, like he always tackles like those kind of subjects, like like erectile dysfunction in Shubhanga's Savdan, the I guess like sort of first uh, episode in the series, uh, first movie in the series, and then you know like Vicky Donor is about like sperm sperm donation. Um, Bala is about like. Um, early on early baldness stuff like that it's like this is him tackling sort of a homosexual love story and when it comes to the love story side of things it's it's a pretty like generic sort of bollywood film but i guess the sort of freshness comes from the fact that it's a homosexual relationship and they're like trying to convince their parents that this is okay their parents are like very uh, you know sort of traditional and things like that so I uh, just wanted to call that one out, and I think that was a really fun movie. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, next one is uh, Ghost Stories. I, I, I counted this as a movie. Um, it's it's like an anthology uh, film that I think came out. I think it literally came out like January 1st, 2020 or something like that. But it's um it's sort of a sequel to Lust Stories. So it's Zoya Akhtar, Karan Johar, Dibakar Banerjee, and Anurag Kashyap. Each of them directed sort of a half-hour short film uh, with the theme of ghost stories. Um, I wanted to, of the films, of the films in the anthology, I think the weakest ones were um, Zoya Akhtar's and Karin Johar. Like Karin Johar's, like didn't work at all. I think he kind of. I feel like in some interview, I remember him saying like he kind of knew that going in, just because like his whole filmography is about like um you know these these very melodramatic romances and things like that so him tackling sort of like a horror film is is like always it was inevitably going to be a little disjointed um but the bakar banerjee's i thought was really good and anurag kashyap's creeped me out a lot <laughs> um and i don't know if i'll ever watch that again but uh that one was also also pretty good so um, at the very least, try to check those two out. I think those are the middle two in the anthology, so like two and three. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I think I had fun watching the anthology. Um, and the last one is a film called Choked, um, also directed by Anurag Kashyap. You'll see him again on the list um, at some point. Um, that one was sort of a... I guess it's a drama, maybe a dark comedy, more of a drama about uh, demonetization and how um, it sort of affects this one like very middle class family who's sort of struggling for money. Um, it's got a lot of twists. Like the main sort of concept of the film is, uh, I thought was like sort of very unique, um, and uh, I didn't really see a lot. Like I-, I couldn't really predict what was going on in the movie. So I thought I thought overall, like the film was um, pretty good. I think you should definitely check that out. Uh, that one also came out on Netflix. So uh, Netflix had a great year when it comes uh, to Indian cinema. Um, actually, I think a a bunch of the films on the list are all like Netflix originals or like distributed by Netflix films. So. Um, yeah, with that being said, I think those are my only honorable mentions, so let's just uh, jump into it. So our first film that we'll talk about is Thappad, directed by Anubhav Sinha. Um, I really liked how he sort of reinvented his career. Um, I think I've talked about 
his films in the past um article 15 he did that one and then also milk and um just like for context in case like you didn't watch th- that episode or whatever um like Anubhav Sinha I think he made like Ra one and like very and like dust and like very sort of commercial films and I think he sort of reinvented himself as an artist to be talking to be making these sort of like social issue dramas that sort of bring light to um problems in our society in very unique ways and it, I, I like his writing style a lot actually because he he's able to take sort of um i think he's really able to capture the emotions of his characters so tapad is um a film about sort of domestic abuse and um it's basically about this one uh woman she's she's married to this guy who slaps her at a party um when she's trying to get his attention or something and he's stressed out because of something related to his job and um it's basically the sort of uh, repercussions of that like she 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 wants to leave him after that because i think she gets sort of um it almost serves as sort of like a wake-up call um in terms of uh like the treat her treatment like i think the the thesis of the film i basically i think basically is trying to say something like I think a lot of sort of abusive behavior is um, is just like let go by many um, women in India as just being like the norm of society or, or whatever you want to call it. And it's basically about this woman who's sort of standing up to that. So like she's threatening to file a divorce and things like that. And like so many times in the movie, people people like when she's sort of telling them the predicament that she's in they're just like just for one slap like you're leaving him for that but maybe that one slap is is too much right like i think that's what that's what it's trying to say and and um the sporting cast is great i actually don't know who played the husband but um i think he does a really good job of sort of i don't know if deconstructing is the right word but he does a let's use de- deconstructing basically deconstructing the toxic masculinity that that is prevalent in indian culture so like he slaps the wife but he never like really says sorry about it he's just like i was mad like i didn't mean to do that like things like that but he never like feels i think he does a good job of portraying like how someone can feel like what he did is not wrong if that makes sense obviously it is wrong but uh, I guess that's just the sad fact of society that it's that it's commonly let go by a lot of people, and um, uh, so I think I think Tapad was a great movie. Um, Anubhav Sinha, I think again, I think he's doing great stuff um, as of like the last three or four years. Uh, can't wait to see what he does next. Um, I think Mulk of the sort of social drama trilogy that he's done, which would be Mulk, um, Article Fifteen, and Tapad. I think Mulk would probably be my favorite. That one's, um, it sort of tackles the issue of Islamophobia in the country. Um, but Tapad was great. I think, I think it was, um, I think it definitely show, uh, shone a light on a major problem in Indian society because it is a problem, right? And I think, um, like you've sort of seen other films like, tackle similar themes like for example one thing that just comes to mind is like in Zoyak there's Dil Dadakne though um Priyanka Chopra's character has a 
conversation with uh, her mother about like she knows that her father has cheated on her mother many times, but she's just asking like why like why did you never leave him? And it's just I guess like in Indian society that that's just not done. Like divorce is looked down upon um, by a lot of people in Indian society, and that's what kind of allows. Um, men to get away with some of the abusive behavior that they engage in and that's why um unfortunately some women just have to take it because uh the sad fact is like if you're quote unquote sort of branded as a divorcee then you may not be able to get married again people may treat you differently if, even if you're just like walking down the street and things like that so Unfortunately, that's just the sad truth of society, and I think this this movie does a good job of sort of um, portraying that. I think one thing that stood out to me is like, especially like you'll see it in the opening scene. It sort of just shows like um, different, I guess like different couples that have some prevalence in the movie. So like, there's uh, Thopsy's character and her husband, and then you see like um, a couple of their friends. Um, and then you see like, uh, like you see, I think their maid is going, like, she's at home with her husband and the husband just like casually like slapping her and abusing her. And, um, he's sort of like treating it as like, just sort of comedy. Like he's just like literally just sort of like playing around with her or something, but she's like being like abused, right? She's part of this abusive relationship. And I thought that was like a nice touch because it shows how, um, these sort of themes are, are still affecting um, like they, they go down from like the lower class and the uneducated, uneducated class, even up to like the, the richer class and the more educated class. Like, um, regardless of that, it's just so ingrained into like the society or something like that, that, that it's just sort of prevalent across like many different couples across like the social stratosphere. So, um, yeah, Thuppard was great. Um, and then the next film I want to talk about is Ungrazy Medium, directed by Homi Adejanya. This one, I feel really sad talking about this, but this is um, unfortunately Irfan Khan's um, last screen appearance, I believe. I don't know if he has like, if he's like in another film that hasn't been released yet, but this was the last film that released while he was alive, unfortunately. And may he rest in peace. He was truly, truly a wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, possibly the best that India has ever seen, right? I mean, I think just a testament to his talent is that he he made such a large impact in India, but also abroad. Like, he's been in huge films in the United States, right? Like, Oscar-winning films, you know, like Life of Pi. Um, he's been in blockbusters like uh, Spider-Man, um, Jurassic World, Inferno, um, I think he was in, uh, what is that Wes Anderson movie? Um, the Darjeeling Express. Like, he's made such a huge impact just around the world. Slumdog Millionaire, of course, how can I forget? Um, like, literally, like, best picture winners, right? I think, um, his talent will, will... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting, like, sad just, like, talking about it because he's truly, like, in all fields, drama, comedy. I think the first time I really sort of um, noticed, not noticed, but just, like, was in awe of his talent was um, in Heather, which uh, we actually did an episode on. 
um he has a very small role in that he's literally in the movie for like 10 minutes or something and and even just from that like 10 minutes i think he's able to make such a big impact on the film and and i still like remember his character like that's one of the most vivid things i remember from that movie even though it's such a small part of the movie so um unfortunately irfan khan um uh, passed away. I know he's been struggling. He had been struggling with um, cancer for a few years now, which is why uh, the last few years his sort of output uh, decreased a little bit. But um, truly, I think this is a, this is an incredible film, uh, mostly because of his performance. I think the emotion that he's able to convey as a father just trying to do the best for his daughter. Um, it's incredible. And of course, it's done in a very sort of like funny way. And the supporting cast is all like great, too. I think like even um, what's her name? Radhika Madan, who plays her, who plays the daughter. Um, like she's also great in the film. But obviously, like, you know, you remember it because of Irfan Khan. Um, it's a sequel to Hindi Medium. I don't think it's like real. Like, I think the characters aren't the same, but it's like a spiritual sequel to Hindi Medium, basically. Um, and, you know, I think... Um, like, if you just watch, like, the last film, like, the last scene in the film, there's so much emotion conveyed in his eyes where he feels, like, proud of his daughter and he feels, like, successful as a father and he's being, like, overwhelmed with these sort of emotions. And you see that in his eyes and it just truly overwhelms you as a viewer watching the film. Um, so, yeah, truly incredible. Like, obviously, I don't think this is, like, his best film ever or whatever. It's definitely a more commercial kind of film, but... It made me laugh. Um, it made me really emotional. Um, the cast is great. And Irfan Khan, I think, uh, is just truly a talent that it'll be a while since we, like, you know, see that level of talent again. He's truly just a, uh incredible actor who definitely did his best to raise the standards of Indian cinema. I think that he did succeed. Um, you know, he had his uh, the Shakespeare trilogy, um, you know, like Makbul. Uh, Heather, um, uh, his his work, like a lot of his work with like Vishal Bardwaj, um, and then obviously like his um, bringing Indian cinema sort of to an international stage with his performances in international films, I think is an immeasurable, um, what's the word? It's such an immeasurable contribution to Indian cinema, and I think he'll truly be, truly be missed. Um, yeah. So with that being said, Ungrazy Medium, I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime, if I remember correctly. But that was a that 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 was an incredible film. I think it'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It's um, it's truly a phenomenal film. So the next the next film, I actually want to group the next two films together because. They both star in Nawazuddin Siddiqui. They're both released on Netflix, and they both are... Well, they're not, like, thematically similar, but I, I just want to sort of talk about, like, Nawazuddin Siddiqui's career. So the next two films that I want to talk about are... Uh, the first is Ratha Kelihe, directed by Hani Trehan, sort of a whodunit murder mystery about this... Um, uh, a murder that like, takes place in this family. Um, and then, and then uh, the second film I want to talk about is Serious Men... Uh, which is sort of a social satire. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you'd call it a social satire, directed by Sudhir Mishra. So 
I want these are both these are both really good films. I think they provide a great sort of vehicle for Nawazuddin Siddiqui to provide great performances, and that's actually like what I want to talk about because Nawazuddin Siddiqui is such a talented actor, right? I think um, like he struggled a lot. He struggled for many years in the industry before finally sort of making a name for himself in in sort of indie films and then getting more acclaim from there. Um, like it was actually crazy. I was watching um I was watching a film called Sarfarosh, which came out in like nineteen ninety nine or like nineteen ninety eight or something. Um, it's like an old Amir Khan film, and um you see like Nawazuddin plays like basically like an extra in the film. And I was like watching it. And I was like, Holy shit. Is that Nawazuddin Siddiqui? Like, that's crazy. So like, that's like, he went from, and I think he was also like the dude who gets beaten up in the beginning, um, of Munabai. So you see him from like this sort of like super small character roles to like being a leading man now. Right. And it's amazing to see that sort of, um, journey that he's been on. But unfortunately, I feel like the last few years, you could sort of see that he was, I don't want to use the words gave up, but I'll use it anyways. Like he almost gave up on like Indian cinema, if that makes sense. Like he, I feel like he's an actor who truly feels proud about being an actor. And, um, I feel like he's someone who wants to make the best cinema he possibly can. But when his films fail at the box office, I think I like remember like seeing some interviews about this and stuff, but when his films fail at the box office, um, I think he really took it to heart and he sort of felt betrayed by the Indian audience where he's like making these amazing films and they go out and like his most successful films are like Houseful 4 or something like that where he has like a role in that or whatever, right? If that if that sort of makes sense. Um, and I think he gave up and I think he just started doing more of those like roles to just cash in on his fame and, and just get as much money as possible because he was he wasn't able to do the kind of films that he wanted to make. And I feel like him uh, in these two films was really I see I saw him in a light that I hadn't seen him in years because um, these are more much more grounded stories um, that, you know, talk a lot talk a lot about like sort of social issues in in um indian society and and they're really well written very realistic they're not melodramatic at all at all and i think that maybe it's just like the combination of like netflix which is uh sort of immune to box office results and financial success um because obviously there is no box office so maybe maybe Netflix is the right place for him, right? Like even Sacred Games, um, that was like one of his most acclaimed roles ever, and it was a phenomenal role, and it was like sort of Netflix's big splash into in in into like India, right? So maybe Netflix is the right place for him. I did hear something about how uh, the censor board in India is going to start censoring Netflix films, so we'll see how long that lasts. Like I'm not really happy about that news but we'll see how long that lasts but i think that nawazuddin like this was a i think 2020 was truly a great year because i think we got to see him in roles that we hadn't seen him do in years i think ratha kelly was a very well well written well made well acted um sort of noir mystery thriller kind of film and then serious men was really well done 
uh, social satire. And I think he did really well in both of them. Uh, they're both great movies. Again, they're both on Netflix. Um, I should... I, like, I shouldn't talk about the story too much for Rata Kelly because, again, it is a whodunit mystery. So maybe, like, you want to go into a blind just so that you kind of experience the mystery for yourself. Serious Man is sort of social satire about this. Um, uh, basically, Nawazuddin plays the father of this kid who claims to be a sort of genius. And there, there becomes, like, this whole media circus about, like, how this kid's, like, this incredible uh genius genius kid like the next albert einstein or something like that and they're um trying to take advantage of like the sort of media success to you know to make money and things like that and it's it's sort of about how his relationship with his son sort of is affected by um by all of that so um yeah both of them are really good i think you should definitely both check them out uh the next two films on my list are um Ludo and Chalong. I won't talk about these for too long because I already did an episode on them. If you haven't seen the last episode, I did this sort of like Diwali movie reviews kind of thing for Surde Potre, um, Ludo and Chalong. Um, so I already talked about these two movies, but they are still, I think they're still great movies. Um, Ludo, um, again, I think the mind, of, Ludo is directed by Anurag Basu. I think Anurag Basu's mind just thinks differently from like everyone else in Bollywood. His his control over cinema is just so insane that like i'm honestly like jealous of his talent like i think if you look at his i think he like anurag no anubhav sinha sort of made a uh change in his career um in terms of like he used to make more sort of commercial cinema and now he's much more of a auteuristic director with a very distinct visual style of like very vibrant brilliant colors and very fantastical kind of stories um and i think of the three of the sort of basu comeback trilogy which i would say um is uh barfi jagajasus and ludo i think ludo is the weakest of all of them but also i think it's still a great film with a lot of things to appreciate in the film uh, great performances, good music. It's very, it's very funny. Um, very well written film. I love, I love those kind of like super deluxe kind of films where it's um, you know multiple stories and they all sort of overlap and affect each other and things like that. So, so I did like Ludo a lot. And then Chalang was also just like a very feel good kind of film. Um, it's like in terms of like the treatment, it's more like a Aishman Karana kind of movie where it's like a small town story and it's just like a very lighthearted comedy. Um, I thought it was very well done. Um, Chalang was directed by Hansel Mehta, who also I feel like is also making a sort of um, career realignment, but it's almost like the other way around because he is actually famous for making very, um, very well made, honestly, uh, social issue dramas. He made like, you know, Shahid, um, Aligarh, City Lights, things like that. A lot of collaborations with Raj Kumar Rao, actually. And um, he, I feel like, is becoming a little more mainstream now, which is like weird. But his films are still really good. Obviously, he's a very good director. Um, I thought Chalang was really good. And um, uh, this won't be the last I talk about him because I want to talk about Scam 19, 1992 in a bit uh, when I talk about like some web series that I like this year. But. Um, Chalang was also really good. I thought 
obviously like I think just the talent involved in the writing and stuff like that. It was a, it was just a very well done movie. And then the last film I want to talk about is AK versus AK, directed by Vikramaditya Montwane. I want to say this was my favorite movie of last year. Um, it's like a weird thing to say because this is very. It's not a very traditional film at all. I think it's a very, very different sort of film in the context of Indian cinema and even like world cinema. I think just the, the concept of the film is so unique. Uh, it's honestly like impressive how they even thought of it, if that makes sense. Um, basically, it's about like this. Uh, um, so basically, Anil Kapoor and Anurag Kashyap, that's why it's called AK versus AK. They're playing they're playing themselves. So it's a it's a very sort of meta film. But I guess I suppose they're playing sort of exaggerated versions of themselves. So anu, Anurag Kashyap plays himself as like a crazy filmmaker who wants to make the best and most realistic film of all time. Uh, so he kidnaps Anil Kapoor's daughter Sonam Kapoor, and then he's basically uh, filming a almost like a documentary of like Anil Kapoor's like chase. Um, and chase to like find uh, find his daughter before sunrise or something like that. Um, and it's absolutely hilarious. I think I love that both of them. I I'm not surprised that like Anurag Kashyap uh, was was like okay with like sort of poking fun at himself a little bit, but like a star as big as Anil Kapoor is sort of making fun of himself um, for you know his career choices in, in the last few years. Um, uh you know just like how many like awards that he has like even his like kids are like making fun of themselves like there's a um about like being star kids and uh like even their like past films and things like that um it was just a very delightful film especially for me as sort of like this uh you know like indian cinema nerd like it was just like funny uh, really funny to watch them make fun of themselves. I think Anil Kapoor honestly gives like one of the best performances of the year. He's actually so good in the movie. Um, like even just like when it comes to his emotions and, and things like that. And also like the very sort of subtle humor in the film. Uh, he's so good. Anurag Kashyap also gives like a surprisingly good performance as like this crazy sort of version of himself. Um, Vikramaditya Modwani is just like this... Oh my god, I just, I feel like we haven't seen his full form yet, which is crazy to say, because he already had great films like, um, uh, you know, Udan and AK versus AK, and 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 also, he, like, he made Sacred Games, right? He's a showrunner, showrunner for Sacred Games, so he's already done, like, some of the best work in Indian cinema in the last decade, but I feel like we haven't reached his, like, full form yet. I can't just, I just can't wait to see what he does in this next decade, so, um... Yeah, AK versus AK, uh, wonderful film. I think you should definitely check it out. Also available on Netflix. Um, Netflix had w- one hell of a year, didn't they? Um, I think they were able to capitalize on the pandemic to the f- like as much as they could. I I, I guess right. Like they um, had so many web series, so many uh, original films. Um, that that they had come out this year i think they have been pushing like very hard in india for the last few years anyways but i think um i think this was uh this was a great year for them and i think it was it was a great year for us for the audience too because especially with netflix because the they weren't affected by the censor board they're not affected by box office box office results or anything i think uh 
you get to see a lot of filmmakers do things that they wouldn't normally be able to do. So, like, maybe even, like, an AK versus AK wouldn't have done well in theaters because people, um, it, again, it's a very offbeat film that maybe people aren't comfortable with going, like, going to pay money for. But, like, if you already have a Netflix subscription, you can just watch it real quick at home, then I think it, it, it must have done very successful. It must have been very successful. Um, and uh, I think, like, Netflix, Amazon, I think they're... Like, you see this with other filmmakers, too, right? Like, Anurag Kashyap also, um, his film Choked came out on on, um, on Netflix. Like, and they're, I think they're signing up, signing them up as, like, Netflix original. It's not even just, like, these films are scheduled to come out in theaters. Um, and Netflix bought the rights instead because of the pandemic or something. So, I think Netflix um, is doing a lot to, like, change the... Netflix and Amazon and other streaming platforms, they're all sort of doing their part to allow for more creative freedom for many filmmakers who might want to make films that they can't normally make under the financial pressures and social pressures of, like, a theatrical release. So, um... Yeah, I think streaming's the future. Again, I think I mentioned before that the censor board is now going to be uh, going over content released on streaming platforms. So we'll see if that affects the kind of films that we see. I hope it doesn't. We'll see. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But over the last few years, and especially last year, I think streaming has been sort of a godsend for uh, Indian cinema, especially for like quality Indian cinema. Um, and... Going off of that, I just want to talk about a few web series that I, I really enjoyed uh, last year. So, uh, first is uh, Pata Lok, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, this one was produced by Anushka Sharma, and it's sort of a uh, gritty crime thriller. I thought I thought it was a good series. I think, the, I think it, it was able to act as a vehicle for some actors that we don't normally see in sort of leading roles uh like Jadeep Alawat I've seen him in like supporting roles before but I've never seen him in sort of a leading role himself and I think like he gave like one hell of a performance in the show and overall I think the 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 show does get a like it does get pretty violent and the violence is kind of gratuitous at certain points so I wouldn't like call it like a perfect show but I think overall it's like a very well written show and I'm glad to see the um, I'm glad to see like the sort of talent involved with this show, like get more of a spotlight through streaming platforms. Um, again, uh, again, like these kind of actors would never be able to like get immense box office returns in a theatrical release. So whether it's like web series or even just like a film that releases directly on streaming, um, I think, I think streaming is definitely doing a lot to make Indian cinema a lot better than it has been. Uh, the next the next series I want to talk about is Bandish Bandits, which is um, also available on Amazon Prime, directed by Anand Tiwari, who you may know as like that guy from Go Go A Gone, um, the third friend who's like not a stoner, uh, that guy from Go Go A Gone, and uh, he actually does really well. He actually does a really good job of uh, directing the film and not the film, the web series, and I think. Overall, story-wise, it's, like, stuff we've seen before, um, and it does get a little, um, soap opera is, like, the, is, like, the wrong term. I guess a little melodramatic at, at points, a little dramatic at points, but, 
Um, the music is just like phenomenal. Like even if you don't watch the series, just like go check out the album on on Apple Music or Spotify or or YouTube or wherever you listen to music. It's like honestly like one of my favorite albums of last year. Shankar Sean Lloyd did the music and it's like this perfect blend of um uh, Western music and Indian classical music, and it's so like just the 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 voices and the vocal performances are just so amazing. Like oh my god, I get goosebumps just like thinking about that album. So please go check that out. And then the last one I want to talk about is like the best web series <clears throat> I saw last year from India. Maybe one of the best Indian web series I've ever seen is Scam 1992, directed by Hansel Mehta, who made Chalang, right? Um, and it's a story of, um, uh, Harshad Mehta, who's, who was basically like the stockbroker back in the nineties, uh, late eighties and nineties. And, um, it's, it's a very sort of Wolf of Wall Street-esque, uh, sort of story about this, how this guy comes from like humble, humble beginnings and then finds himself growing into more money and power and how it sort of changes him as a person and, it's really a story about how greed um, can affect people and how one man's actions sort of affected uh, an entire country because he scammed the government, well, like the state bank, so a government-owned bank out of, you know, billions of rupees. And, and that had a huge effect on the common people who were, you know, clients of that bank. Um, it's... It, Pratik Gandhi plays um, Harshad Mehta. I think it's the first time I've seen him in anything. I haven't seen him in anything else. I think he's... Um, I think... He, looking at his filmography, I could tell that he's been in a lot of like Gujarati stuff before, but this may have been his first sort of major role in like a Hindi piece of content, and he knocks it out of the park. I think this is like a career-making performance. I think he's going to be like one of the biggest stars that we see in the coming in the coming years because I think this gave him so much exposure in such a high profile uh, show uh, that was also one of the best web series to come out in India and it's just a phenomenally written, phenomenally acted, phenomenally directed show um, and uh, I, I think it's just a big win for um, you know, good content in India. And I'm just glad to see that shows like this are being made and that they're doing well instead of like, you know, crappy like soap operas that are like, that are like normally running on Indian television. So I think you can argue about like Indian cinema, um, streaming versus theaters and things like that for movies. But I think there's no arguing that streaming has brought out like next level quality in terms of, um, tv shows in india like i think it's just a far cry from like the crappy soap operas that we've seen um on indian tv that you know that we sort of make fun of on, on like with clips on like youtube and things like that but um yeah so i think that's uh that's all the films that i want to talk about all the films and web series so you know if you have any questions uh let me know uh in the comments feel free to message me on instagram if you want um I think, uh, yeah, 2020 was surprisingly, like, still a decent year for cinema. I think we still got some good films, but um, 
I think, unfortunately, as with like any film industry around the world, I think we lost out on a few films uh, that I really wanted to see. And I'm looking forward to 2021 because hopefully I think uh, hopefully we have a good 2021 in terms of cinema. And I, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it because it looks like there's a lot of great films that have the potential to come out this year. So with that being said, this was South Asian Talkies and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.